Welcome to the Plastic Pleasing Store Podcast. We are your hosts, Trey the Explainer. And me, Miles Grab. A podcast about the natural world. Things that people claim are part of the natural world. And things that used to be. Well, Trey, how are you doing on this Sunday afternoon, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. It's a it's a nice day. It's a nice rainy day out. Uh, very, it's like a stay-in kind of thing. And it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been good. I've been very good. How about you, Miles? Well, it's nice. It's fall finally up here. Um, it, it, the leaves don't really change color as much up in Washington. We're the evergreen state for a reason. But, you know, there's a little wind and uh, the blackberries are, are coming in. So there's a big giant spider outside my window I'm seeing as well. So, you oh, know, nice. seasons are changing. <laughs> I have a kitten on my on my bed right next to me. Oh, now. you do? You want to talk about your new friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I adopted a, a small, tiny black kitten. Uh I think so. I've been like, I still haven't decided on a name. It's been like two weeks, <laughs> but I think. Oh, I, I thought I thought you decided it already. Well, I first started with Kate Bush, and then I kind of yeah. changed. I think I'm naming her Kiwi because she's got green eyes. Kiwi, Kiwi's good. Kiwi, because ki- like you can't really say Kate. Like when you're talking to a cat, like you like have to have like a an e at the end, like e like that, like so you can be high pitched. So I'm like, Kiwi. well, yeah, and all you Gen Zers are already kind of all like. He kind of wore out the Kate Bush thing too fast. <laughs> I was a so. Kate Bush fan before um, hmm. whatever that show was. Um, so we, we can do a monster quest on that because I'm skeptical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's been good. It's good going to have a little cat to, to fill my, my uh, house, which is very nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get anything as awesome as a cat, but I did uh, propose to my girlfriend. And so. Congrats. That's yeah, awesome. So. I got engaged, and that's pretty awesome because um, I knew her growing up, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like the cool artsy girl in town that like knew about different cultures and like sociology stuff that I had no idea about. And like I was like the guy who knew lots of bands, but she knew bands that I didn't know, so I always thought she was like the coolest. Oh, and yeah. I just ran into her again last year when I went home um, for Christmas, like a lifetime movie, you know. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so uh, I proposed to her and, and she said yes. So that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. That's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Congrats, so man. I got that going for me. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. But I'm happy for your cat. That's good, too. I'm happy for this cat, too. It's nice. It's nice having like a bit of responsibility in my life because before I was like a bachelor, had nothing to do. Yeah. Bachelor Trey. Bachelor Trey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's been good. Yeah. Um, Ooh, uh, I, I got a I got a little story. Should we go into this, or is this is this too quick? Sorry, my bad. Well, it's okay. I was going to talk more stuff, but yeah, we can get into. Oh no, no, go. You talk more stuff. Sorry, it's it fine. Sure. It's nah. fine. Talk more stuff. Where, where, where are we at? Where are we at? We are no. Con. Like, you read some cons. It looked like. Uh, I went to Emerald City. I don't know if we talked about that already, but yeah, Emerald City's the big one in Seattle. So you know, uh, went and did all that. It's fun. Sold some books. Talked about giant sloths and science and shit to people and then uh this next weekend I'm, i'll be in portland so if any fans of the show are in portland welcome to come say hi so very nice awesome yeah doing that and uh i watched the new dragon ball movie that was good oh yeah I like that that's good um, yeah you know it's just nice that um something i grew up liking is actually has like good content that's new <laughs> You know, as opposed to like destroying, not destroying it, but like milking it for money, getting rid of the the magic that used to be there. Yeah, you know, I'm just really glad that something I 
hold really sacred and important. Uh, doesn't have like a false sequel or prequel coming out this week because huh. that would have really ruined my mood. You know, I'm, I'm just thankful yeah, that yeah. you got through a week without having that happen. Thank goodness that didn't that didn't happen. Uh, Man, could you imagine? Right? It's just be <laughs> devastating. <laughs> devastating. <laughs> talking about house of the dragon right i don't even know what that is oh you, you haven't seen house of the dragon's okay I, i've been i've been kind of ta- like i had very low expectations for it and it's a fine show so far i just like it that all you guys got burned so bad in the last season and then they give you more shit and you all just come back to them well, you're, you're, you're like jilted ex-lovers we are we're, we're desperate okay we're Sad. desperate George has COVID and, and is not working. He did. He, he made this instead of working on the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but they, and like the thing is the source material that house of the dragons based on like sucks. Like, like fire and blood is not a good piece of literature yeah. kind of is bad. <laughs> and I say this as like in a song of ice and fire fan, it's like, it's kind of, kind of mad writing. So I, I feel like for what it's worth, the show is, has improved on the source material. Oh, I'm happy for you, bud. House of the Dragon review, right, right here. <laughs> I, I've been watching what we do in the shadows because that show is hilarious. Yeah, this show's great. This Which show's is great. great. Um, it's a research for today's episode. Reading for this episode, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm putting in the work, buddy. That's, I, that's good. It's good we, to put in the work. We also had a message from one of our new Patreon people who wanted us to talk about Raised by Wolves because um, the show got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not watched Raised by Wolves. So I cannot advocate on its behalf, but Andrew wrote us a message asking us to do so. But I will say that Zach Hartong, who is um, kind of my art partner that we worked on Clovis and Dune, and we'll be making uh, Do Dog Headed Men Have Souls together. He really likes it. And he was mad it got canceled. So on behalf of Zach Hartong and Andrew um, from Patreon, you know, sorry that it got canceled. Hope it comes back, I guess. (laughs) I don't know much about it. I, I've seen bits and pieces of it, and it's and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Are um, there wolves in it? There, no. I don't. It, it's kind of like a, more of an expression. Um, it's like a metaphor. It's a metaphor for Romulus and Remus, and it's very like Roman. Um, like it's kind of like alternate futuristic history mm-hmm. thing where uh, uh, was it Mithras or, or or something like that? The a Roman sort of deity uh, sort of takes over instead of Christianity. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's kind of, it's, it's, I'd say in like the effects are pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's good. Shame that it got yeah. canceled. Um, I didn't, I didn't watch it consistently enough for me to be like a huge fan of it, but yeah, sure. Bring it back, I guess. Yeah. Well, sure. oh, well, well that, was, that was HBO got that and I, I'm assuming they canceled it so that they can put more money into house of the dragon. They canceled a, a Bruce Tim Batman show. Like, <laughs> Bruce Tim, like the fucking legend, like the man who invented Harley Quinn and like redefined how a whole generation sees the Batman mythos, like the fucking God of Batman. They canceled his Batman show. So like if people don't know, Bruce Tim's the guy who did Batman, the animated series from the 90s. Like, I don't know if they're going to cancel his stuff. Your stuff's going to get canceled. Everything's going to get canceled. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty bad. Put all that money into House of the Dragon. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna save HBO. Not this higher quality content out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have zero opinion on House of the Dragon. It's okay. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it is. 
I, I guess I kind of got a, a, a movie review uh, is sort of my first story. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. I, last night at like 4 a.m., I watched Nope um, by uh, Jordan Peele, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It was a great movie. It was like one of the best horror movies I've seen in a very long time. Wowzers. Yeah, no, it, it was like, it, it was like legitimately like, uh, like, you you know, I watch a lot of horror movies and like, there's very few horror movies where I'm like legitimately unsettled by stuff or like disturbed. And uh, this had like several scenes and it was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't really watch horror myself because like, I don't really like to see people get hurt, you know? Yeah. Like, I like trees and stuff like that in movies. <laughs> like, I don't know, like. And also, they're all just like little kids or little dolls saying weird shit, and I find that annoying. It reminds me of the Warrens, and I hate the Warrens. <laughs> the um, Warrens, yeah, they're they're just yeah, dumb. Uh, yeah. Well, that's like that's like the the like, um, the Conjuring kind of stuff. Like, this is, I guess, like a a different type of horror. Um, yeah, he's a more sophisticated writer yeah, and director. So there's like there's actually like pretty good like themes in this movie and like um, themes. Yeah, yeah, themes. What are those? those- <laughs> the guys who wrote your fucking show, Game of Thrones, they were asked about themes and they have this quote where they say themes are for book reports for, for seventh grade book reports. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> remember, remember when movies and and stories had themes? That's crazy. Yeah. Fucking um, wild, right? <laughs> no, Nope was really good because it's. Um, I don't know how much you know about Nope. Um, well, I've seen the trailer, so I know everything. Oh, okay. Well, no, there's like some cool, really good reveals that are no. in the trailer. Okay, I, I just I know I, I saw a trailer and I felt like I watched a three act structure, but <laughs> you know I obviously don't know because I haven't seen the movie. So there, there was like the the trailer. Like I came in almost completely blind. Like I saw the trailer, but I made sure I didn't see anything else. Um, and like, there's like actually like some pretty good, like reveal plot twists that like I legitimately didn't see. Um, I saw a like, flying saucer. It's a flying, this so you see in the trailer, it's a flying saucer. Um, and, and you kind of like, oh, it's like an alien abduction kind of movie. Um, but it's, it, I don't want to spoil it, but it, it kind of not really isn't. And like, there's, there's some pretty cool twists that are kind of like cryptozoology related, but I don't want to spoil it for people. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, well, it. I think you just got to spoil it, but if you're going to talk about it. Okay. Should I spoil it? Should I spoil it to you? Yeah. Well, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, right now, he'll probably talk for three or four minutes and we'll get out of spoilers. So yeah. if you don't want to listen to it, skip, skip ahead. But Trey, you got to talk about the damn thing. if You're going to talk about it. So. <laughs> okay. I definitely recommend it for anybody who is going to skip ahead. They probably already skipped ahead already. Anyways, um, the twist of the movie, Miles, is that the UFO, that the flying saucer that's flying around, isn't like a, a spaceship with aliens in it. It's a like a sky fish. It's like a giant uh, sky jellyfish thing, like one of those cryptids. Oh, that's rad. Isn't that kind of cool? Like, yeah, it's like the rods. <laughs> It is like the rods. It's exactly like the rods. And it's like, um, it's just like, you think that it's like using, I don't know, like alien technology to like tractor beam people up and stuff, but it's actually just like a giant mouth that like sucks up people, like inhales them and floats around like a balloon. It's actually yeah. really, really cool. It's like, it's, and it's like when I, when they reveal that twist, you're like, oh shit, that's like, really do we cool. bomb the sky ecosystem? We do. So I will admit that like some of the logic doesn't make that much sense. Um, sure. Like they don't really get like the military or anything involved. Um, it, it, I don't know. It, there's there's some flaws in it, and I think like you like you kind of have to make like um, suspend your disbelief to a certain extent. 
Um, and like, I think you do it willingly. Like you, you're so invested in the, the scenes and, and characters and stuff. Um, but like the sound design for it, like I never really got like, I never really thought of like sky horror, like something in the sky flying mm-hmm. around, like chasing you. And like, um, Oh, there's like one scene where like the, the reveal is that like the, the UFO is like hiding in a cloud and like it cu- jumps out of the cloud almost and like drifts across like the, the heavens and you just see it's like silhouette. It's, it's very well done. It's very, how would well we not have detected these things <laughs> to kill it? No, no. I mean, we have satellites all over the globe. We we monitor like the, the it, movings of pressure systems so much. How would we not know that these big things are out there? I it, I know that's a good point. They do make a uh, they like do allude that the government may know about it. Where like uh-huh. the area that it, it lives in is blurred on Google Maps, apparently. So okay, maybe the government knows about it. I mean, I like the idea. Us. You know, I do, but. Just my logical brain is like, I don't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but, you know, it's cool, cool idea. So I'm oh, for it. It, it also, like, emits, like, um, like an EMP whenever, wherever it goes. Like, it disables any type of electronics. Of course it does. And it, that's why, like, they have trouble, like, catching it on video and stuff like that. Um, its range is a little inconsistent, but that, that's, uh, I don't know, that's part of the... You can use an analog tape recorder. Which is style ones, which is what they do. They do like a yeah. manual See? crank one. Yeah, I thought of that. That's <laughs> they get like a film guy who like who does nature documentaries, and he he gets his old timey crank uh, camera, IMAX yeah. camera. I met that guy in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> no, they, a little yeah, side quest a little, where you go meet him. There's a little bit of a like it's like it's set in uh, California or I think it's California or Nevada, but in like the middle of nowhere. So it's got like a country western kind of feel to sure. it too. Um, yeah, they have a ranch, right? They do have a ranch and it's yeah. like, uh, the UFO, I, whatever, uh, I guess it's, they nickname it Jean jacket. Um, mm. which is, I, I think it's named after a horse that they couldn't tame or something like that. There's, it, I, there's a really interesting message in it about like, um, like I, the overall like themes or message of it is, um, people like how, uh, our society or pop culture, um, like milks tragedies and like uh, horrific events for views and attention and stuff. And how, uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of, it was kind of an interesting message. Like, yeah. They, they, yes. it's hard for social, me social media has been a complete disaster. Yeah. It's, it's essentially talking about how social media, like kind of messed everybody up. Like um, there, uh, there's a guy, what was his name? Jupiter or something like that. Um, yeah. He's we, Roman. No, no, he was played by Stephen uh, Stephen Young, I think. Okay, yeah, the Asian dude. Yeah, yeah, he he like the movie opens and he uh, he he's like a child actor who was on a TV show. This is like so uh-huh. ra- it's completely random, but he was a child actor on a TV show with a chimpanzee on it, like a, a sitcom. Sure. And the chimpanzee Quit monkeying around is that what it was called? It was called like Gordy's Party or something like that. Okay. And um, anyways, the chimpanzee snapped on like the middle of the set and like uh, like killed like some of the actors and and stuff. Um, and, Jesus like, Christ! I know it, it's a fu- it's a really fucked up scene. It's a really tense scene and stuff. Um, like that's one of like three scenes that like I was watching. I like my heart was like beating and stuff, which is something I don't, don't normally do in movies. Cause like they're movies and I very rarely get that captivated. And I was like, Holy shit. Like he's hot. There's a scene where he's hiding from it. And like, they did a really good job, like getting chimpanzee, like mannerisms and like behavior. Um, Ch- chimps will kill your ass. They're mean. 
Oh, they're mean. Like this, it, the scene was definitely inspired by the lady who uh, had, the bath salts lady. Yeah, the the one who she she got like her face bit off and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's definitely inspired by that. And essentially, like he is hiding from it, and um, and he just manages to survive, and and he grows up. But he like milks that tragedy. Um, like he makes it part of his like character. Like, hey, have mm. you seen? Have you heard of this? Uh, the the Gordy incident? Like. Go into my museum with all the memorabilia of like this horrific event that happened. Sure, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. Yeah, and it paralyzes parallels like the the UFO, like how people are utilizing, like trying to profit off the UFO. Um, that's like a predator. It's like a flying predator that eats people and stuff, and it's like an uncontrollable force. Um, yeah, this is a very can good we, movie. Very well. Can done. we not shoot this thing? The, the the entire movie they treat it like this thing is impossible to kill. But they do shoot at it. They do. They nobody nobody tries shooting at it because it's. I guess because it's like so massive, um, and uh, and it's like it's like a, almost like a flying sand dollar with like a mouth hole. Yeah. Throw vinegar on it. If it's a jellyfish. <laughs> uh, Just kill then, it. But then it, it, it at the very end of the movie it dies very easily for like it inhales a balloon and the balloon pops and it kills it. It's it was so like the movie it had me. It had me, I was like, this is a f- almost flawless, perfect movie until like maybe like the last 20 minutes they started losing me. And like the alien starts un- un- re- revealing its like true form and shit. And it was like, oh, I kind of like, like, like Oh, like in Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, yeah. It's a new form. <laughs> it, um, it, it's obvious that like uh, they were inspired by the like angels from Evangelion. Um, yeah. So like they, he starts out as like the UFO form, and then at the very end of the movie, like he unwraps and turns into this like crazy like plastic bag looking thing. I was like, it was a little, it was a little like too much of a CGI fest in my opinion. Yeah. But um, I don't know. That's how that's how everything has to end nowadays, right? I would have been completely fine if it was it would just stay the UFO and like you still like, like the entire movie. The last always- MCU thing I watched before I gave up entirely was the WandaVision and like it had the really cool creative writing, right? Mm. It's like this emotionally strong, like creative writing structure. And then at the end it just turns into purple laser beam fest. They, they can't help themselves. They just can't write a thing. Like they just have to like just attack you with CGI so that you like feel emotionally disconnected at the end. That way you don't like learn anything or feel anything leaving the theater. Oh man. Oh see, I didn't finish WandaVision. I was like, oh, this is really good. And then I didn't finish it. Yeah, well, <laughs> the end's terrible. So, Oh, man. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, so Nope nope was very good. I recommend it, especially if you like, like cryptid or like UFO kind of stuff. Very All right. Good. And that makes me actually kind of watch it a bit more, even though you ruined it for me. Uh, that's the thing. That's <laughs> the thing fine. is it's like, <laughs> that's the thing is like, if like the fun of it is seeing these reveals through the movie, you're like, oh shit. But you should probably still watch it because like, yeah, the, I just, I haven't watched his other stuff, like not even get out. And I, I'm, I'm confident that they're good. I just don't like that genre of movie, you know? And <laughs> I, I don't have that much time. I mostly just rewatch Always Sunny all the time, you know? So I just, <laughs> or Star Trek. <laughs> that, hey, that's fine that's fine like i i totally i typically don't watch movies like this was one of the times where i was like i saw it was like aliens i like aliens i like ufos i like jordan peele's other movies i mean i spent like four or five hours this week reading all these weird letters from the 18th century to get ready for this episode you know oh, so like, nice <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually gonna read one in its entirety in this story because it's so good i was gonna cut out parts i'm like i have to read the whole thing it's okay. just i have to so Sweet.
So I guess let's get to my story. Yes, yes. So yeah, let's get to Miles' story here. Okay. So I'm going to tell the story about how chiropractic care was invented. So chiropractic care, of course, very popular, multi-billion dollar industry in in North America, people in Canada, the United States, you know, all over go to it. It's not quite as big in the UK, but it is there. You know, like it's covered by your insurance. They have protections from the government, like athletes go to chiropractic care. It's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a chiropractor, Trey? I have never been because I'm afraid. I see like the YouTube videos where they really like crack somebody's back. <laughs> yeah, and they, they do do that. Um, but a lot of people, I don't think know where it got started, you know, because like they're not medical doctors, right? Chiropractors. They don't have to go to medical school. They don't. Um, nope. They're not MDs. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So they got a whole different way. You become a chiropractor. Basically to become a chiropractor, you apply, Hmm. then you pay some money and then you become a chiropractor. That's what you gotta do. Okay. So this is how the whole thing got started. Hmm. So sometime in the 17th century, right? This fellow named Dr. Jim Atkinson is born, and he's the founder of chiropractic care, right? Now, sometimes later in the 17th century, we don't know the date, apparently, Dr. Jim Atkinson dies, right? Oh. Without having founded, founded chiropractic care. What? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So then later, in 1845, right, in the small town of Port, uh, Port Perry, Ontario, uh, Mr. D.D. Balmer is born. Now, he is later referred to by himself and by others as Old Dad. So that's what I'm going to call him from now on. Okay. Um, In 1865, he moved to Iowa, and Old Dad became a teacher, an apparist, you know, a beekeeper, and he worked at a grocery store, and then he became the owner of a grocery store. So he had a lot of hobbies, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, A few years later, in 1866, um there was kind of a movement going on in North America for like the creation of what we now call wellness. Right. Mm. It's like the battle Creek uh, sanitarium was founded by Kellogg, the guy who would later make cornflakes. Right. He he was a seven day Adventist and he was really uh, infatuated with idea called biological health or biological living. Um, Basically, you know, after the origin of species and like the industrial revolution, there was a big like push for things to be more scientific. And a lot of people would just kind of, explore their vague naive notions and scientific words and then try to figure it out in their mind how they work and then apply them to life and he was kind of doing that with health stuff right so he created this big giant sanitarium hotel workout gym doctor place right and and kellogg he, he was a weird guy himself he would um ride around on his bike in a white suit with white shoes and he had a white cockatoo on his shoulder and his brother would be running behind him taking notes Weird guy. Okay. Um, yeah, obviously, he came up with um, the invention of cornflakes, right? Yeah. And he did this one day while he was trying to make these little like healthy chips that he'd feed to people that were really bland. And he let them ferment a bit. And But he's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to cook them anyway. And they came out as cornflakes. People loved them. Um, he made them intentionally to stop people from jacking off so much. That's right. He, yeah, he, yeah he, this is a real thing. He, he was very anti-sex. Interesting. Yeah, but, how how would that work exactly? Do they have a type of uh, chemical in them that? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He he like it, like imagine a food that tastes good. He did not want people to eat it. Right. Like no coffee, no alcohol, no steak, no potatoes, no smoking. Obviously, some of those things 
like smoking, especially alcohol, do have pretty negative health effects, but he didn't want you to use them at all, right? Mm. He was very anti-sex. Um, he even circumcised himself in the 30s. What? In his 30s, because he believed that would make him associate the pain of his dick with masturbating, so he'd masturbate less. <laughs> um, well, he he did this to a lot of young boys. He oh. would He would cut their dicks or... Like sew up parts of their dicks. Um, he also like supported uh, female genital mutilation as well. Um, yeah, and he was into a bunch of stuff. And um, this is the kind of culture of health and thinking and wellness that like um, old dad, our guy Dee Dee Balmer, was kind of interested in at the time. Um, so just give you a little like idea of what the hell was going on in America, right? Uh, I I see that like this is a time period that I would not want to exist. <laughs> this is yeah, it, it's not fantastic, and um, they probably are pretty strict on gender norms. I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> they would not like your Twitter posts, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, a little while later, in 1880, uh, old dad D.D. Palmer he got really into what he would call metaphysics, right? Mainly the awesome power of magnets, which, you know, magnets are really cool, right? So I get it. Water, fire, air, earth. Fucking magnets. How do they work? And I don't want to talk to a scientist. Y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. Um, but he was really buying into these trends of wellness and spiritual healing that people like Kellogg helped to popularize, right? Mm. And this led him, of course, to induct a seance. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see where that jump came. That's a, that's quite a big jump right there. Yeah, it's a big jump. You know, basically, he was like a fourteen-year-old girl, and he watched nineteen ninety-six The Crow, and he got really excited <laughs> and and wanted to do a seance. You know, a lot of people do it. Okay. And it was at this time that he met the founder of Chiropractic Care, Doctor Jim Atkinson. But that's where he comes in. Yeah. So sure. during the seance. He meets the spirit of Dr. Jim Atkinson, right? Wait, oh, I forgot that you said he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, by the way, we know about when he was born and when he died because um, D.D. Palmer tells us those details. Of course. Um, but those details cannot be uh, collaborated. Collab collaborated. <laughs> Corroborated? Um, yeah, that's the word. Um, <laughs> I'm stupid. No, no, no. Um, you're good. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So, you know. The, that's the founder of chiropractic care, according to old dad, D.D. Palmer. He met him during the seance, right? Mm. And here's a quote that he has about this event. He says, the knowledge and philosophy given me by Dr. Jim Atkinson, an intellectual spiritual being, together with the ac- explanations of phenomena, principles, resolved from causes, effects, and powers, laws, and utility, appealed to my reason, the method by which I obtained an explanation of certain physical phenomenon, from an intelligence and spiritual world is known in biblical language as inspiration. Mm. Yeah. So he claims to like, when he says inspiration there, he means like the same way that like, um, um, Paul would have known Jesus, you know, that, that method it's been, it's been like divinely inspired by him. Oh, so yeah, this, and this is, this is getting to, to chiropractic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he has the seance. He meets the ghost of Dr. Jim Atkinson, who relays to him the reason and science and appeal of chiropractic care. Okay. All right. So then later on this year, um, old dad, while he's 
practicing his magnetic therapy and his spiritualism. He meets this uh, deaf janitor, right, named uh, Mr. Lillard. Now, amazingly, he's able to cure his hearing by cracking his back. What? Yeah, he claimed that this man was deaf for 18 years. And one day, something popped in his back, and then he couldn't hear anymore. Okay. So, so old dad, you know, he knows what to do. He has he has the word for a seance, and he 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 pops his back into place, and he believes that because of the nervous system, right, in your body, mm-hmm. that the nervous system is sending signals from your brain through your body and these nerves, and they carry along your spine. So if your spine is out is not perfectly aligned, then your nervous system will like the signals will mess up. Like if you have like um, an analog like music. And like the the mono and the stereo aren't plugged in right. If the cables are decorded, you won't get perfect sound. He thinks that that's the way that your body works, right? So he, he thinks that like ninety five percent of all diseases can be cured this way by working on what are called uh, subluxations of the vertebrae. So this is the method of which he thinks he can cure these things. However, <laughs> Mister Lillard, the the deaf janitor. Um, his daughter, she kind of disputes this story a little bit. She says that her father had actually just been like telling jokes and, and shooting shit outside the halls over um, where old dad's offices were, right? Hmm. And then he came out and overheard him. And he said some punchline about how he was death or something. And Mr. Palmer took the punchline way too literally and then smacked him on the back with a really heavy book they had in his hand. And then, and then the janitor said, "Oh, I can hear much better now." And so, old dad was like, "I cured this man," and then offered him like some money to help tell the story so they could propagate his cure. Okay, well, so so it was just a bad joke that originated this. That, that's according to the daughter's story. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, very interesting. Um, so, and then eventually, um, his son, um, uh, B- B.J. Palmer, son of D.D. Palmer, um, he he starts getting into this chiropractic care as well. They they want to fix people's backs. They want to work on this. But the thing is, old dad really thinks of this new chiropractic thing as like a new religion, right? Like it's it's a new cultural powerful religion. Where B.J. Palmer, his son, he wants to franchise this shit like it's Subways. You know, <laughs> he, he's he's putting out little zines and like presser things to people telling them this is how you could open your own chiropractic care. Give us money. We'll give you the secret knowledge to do it. We'll franchise you. Right. But but old dad does not like this stuff. Uh, not at all. Hmm. So so some more on um old dad's thoughts. Right. Um, I was going to just say some of this letter, but I'm going to read the whole thing. It reminds me of the way a certain president speaks a little bit. So, Oh. Uh, yeah, this was written in 1911. So this is after they, he started the religion and had some of the arguments with his son about it, right? So he says, <clears throat> Yours is April 26 at hand. It contains an interesting and financial question, one of which I think old dad holds the key of. Stop right now and read these two sections enclosed. And you can see and gasp your way out of this, that which I have seen coming to. 
I want you to study the two items, Mark. These are the same ideas in my book, although not quite out as loud as normal. This is the way he wrote it. I'm not reading it wrong. He speaks (laughs) weird. (laughs) I occupy in chiropractic a similar position as Mr. Eddy in Christian science. Mrs. Eddy claimed to receive her ideas from the other world, and so do I. She founded there in a religion. So may I. I am, all capitals, the only one in chiropractic who can do so. Ye old dad always has something new to give to his followers. I have much new written for another edition. With this one is sold. It is strange to me why every chiropractic person in the world would not want a copy of my book. You write as though you did not know of the change. You did not know of these locations. I lived in the city nine years ago and have always had a hankering for its climate and fruits and flowers. And I can edit and I can publish. And I can place my book on the market here as well as elsewhere. I have not been teaching or practicing or leaving Portland, but have placed an ad in the paper for which I am sending many copies and many books to many persons. I have continued to watch your with your rights, the American octopus. I want you to study and study their religious movements. California has organizations. They have attorneys. Please drop me a few lines as soon as your trial is over, and I may have you know that these matters have proceeded. You ask that will be the final outcome for our law. I will be the one who will have to build a boat similar to Christian science to host a religious flag. I have received chiropractic from the other world similar to Mrs. Eddy. No one other, not even BJ, his son. Exemptions clause instead of chiro laws by all means. And let, this is all in caps, let the exemption be the right to practice our religion. But we must have a religious head, one who is the founder, as did Christ, as did Mohammed, as did Joseph Smith or Mrs. Eddy or Martin Luther. They've all founded their religions. I am the fountainhead. I am the founder of chiropractic in its science and its art and its philosophy and its religious phase. Now, if chiropractic desires to claim me as their head and their leader, this is the way it is clear. My writings have been gradually steering in that direction until now. It is time I assume the rights, the same rights as an had of Christian science. And it goes on a bit more. That's quite but, a letter right there. Even name drops Joseph Smith of all people. Wow. Yeah. So that's <laughs> the guy who founded chiropractic care. Um, so two years later. Him and his son are fighting at this time, of course, because he wants to be the fountainhead, the religious leader, and his son wants to franchise this shit and get rich. Mm. So during our parade out in Davenport, Iowa, where old dad was marching down the street, a car came driving up behind him pretty quickly, right? And this car ran his ass over, mostly messing up his foot and his leg, right? And two months later, old dad he was in a hospital in L.A., and he passed away. Um, officially the cause of death was typhoid fever, which chiropractic care apparently cannot fix. Um, but many suspect it was because he got ran over by a car. Uh, although his son was tried for the murder of his father, he was found not guilty. And his son went on to, uh, continue his plans of making money off for chiropractic care, where it continues today as a very lucrative practice. And that's the story of how chiropractic care got invented. That's wild. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, so the the son killed his dad so he could franchise chiropractic. What? His dad was getting old anyway. I think he was just tired of his shit. 
or maybe thought that his like religious ramblings were hurting the financial opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and there are chiro- there are kind of two schools of thought for modern chiropractors. There's the people who are the mere purists, right? And then there's the people they call like the mixers. The purists more adhere to old dad's philosophy and teachings and like believe that you can cure anything from cancer to autism um with chiropractic care, which you know is pretty gross Mm. and obviously has no basis in any verifiable science. And then there are people that they call the mixers that do a lot of things that um, osteopaths or uh, physical therapists will do as well as what, you know, bone cracking kind of stuff. Um, Physical therapy is science-based evidence-based medicine and can help as well as, you know, osteo like paths and, and the stuff that they do. Um, so if you go to a chiropractor and they give you some physical therapy lessons or advice, those things might actually help you. And so you get a lot of anecdotal responses when talking about this of people saying, oh, well, my chiropractor worked for me, right? Part of that is because they actually do do some things that are science-based. But also um, a lot of alternate medicines, which science cannot show work regardless of any individual's anecdotal evidence because they kind of create a, um, a focal point. So like, let's say you have a fever, right? And your fever is going to go away in four to six days. And one of those days you take a magic snake oil cure, right? Yeah. Well, you're going to remember that as a day when things changed and started to get better. But of course, things are starting to get better. They were regression to the mean, which is your body without that infection. But but people look at those cures as a focal point and they say, oh, they worked for me. So that can happen with like muscle issues as well. That, so that, that kind of comes up in the Monster Quest episode in a bit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It um like like the placebo effect is often misunderstood. It is not the um necessarily the power of suggestion or mind over matter. A lot of times it is just a treatment that um that if studied results in a regression to the mean. So like a placebo isn't just the sugar pill. Like a placebo can be, we give you a cure that is fake or treatment that is fake and you still regress to the mean. The placebo is just when it was applied. Right. So like you're, you're going to get people that are, they consider themselves very skeptical and science-based, even that listen to this show that are going to say, well, chiropractic care worked for me. And those anecdotes are hard to all dismiss because they're personal, right? So you don't want to tell someone their personal experience is wrong. But the thing is, when we study this with science, we can't see that there are any reason to think cracking the backs and bones like this would cure any diseases, right? Like, there's no reason to think that's true. As for muscle pain and stuff, massage therapy and physical therapy can, and sometimes they implement those. So if you have a condition that might eventually regress to the mean to feel better, and then you get some marginal physical therapy applied to you, yeah, you should expect that to help. So I think that that's one of the reasons why people think that it does work, even though the science shows that it does not. But you can also see the the basis for the stuff is um, a ghost doctor who didn't exist, probably. Yeah. And, and a crazy person who wanted to be a religious head. So there, there's not much reason to, like expect the priors of chiropractic care to be that useful. 
how how did they did they was there a process of like de religion like demythologizing like chiropractic like um yeah so the the people that you might call the mixers have kind of tried to move away from that slightly because there's a lot been a lot of money in it right mm. and you don't have to be a medical doctor you don't doesn't require medical training it just requires chiropractic training um and and they have a lot of friends um a lot of liberals in the 90s um sided with these new world new agey kind of stuff you know, like a lot of alternate medicine, including chiropractic care. So they have a lot of protections from the government. So it's really easy to get into and can't be, they can't really be tried for a lot of their malpractice. Mm. So yeah. Has there been studies on how it does damage to people's bodies over time? Or? Oh, people die. Yeah. They just, they were alive. They, they get their neck snap and they die. Oh, um, chiropractic, you know, um, they, they do this to babies too. Like they, they'll take babies and snap their necks. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll do it to dogs and pets and charge you for it too. Um, even though these people have no special training for this, even though there's, what would the special training be? It's not science-based. Um, but yeah, um, people die or people get seriously injured from this. I mean, people can die or get seriously injured from real doctors too, is what they would say. Right. But real doctors have a much uh, higher chance of actually helping you. So, oh. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I, I was not aware of that that origin to story. That's that's very, it's crazier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think if most people like kind of learn the story of where the stuff comes from, they might be, you know, want to look into it a little bit more. Maybe, uh, you know, go to a physical therapist, you know, a licensed physical therapist, and, and get that without the with the woo. You also have like a really high amount of anti-vax and kind of anti-modern medical science opinion in chiropractic care. Um, a lot of chiropractic like thought leaders and stuff are some of the biggest anti-vax proponents that are out there. Um, DD Palmer and like BJ, right. They're mm-hmm. both extremely against the smallpox vaccine when it came out, for example, calling it, I quote, a filthy animal poison. Uh, they said the germ theory of disease is false and only uh, spinal subluxations can really cure you. So that that pay, that paid off. That quote aged uh, aged very well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's the story of chiropractic care. If you're wondering, it's a a guy had a séance um, and met a made up doctor and made a made up cure to start a religion, and then got ran over by his son and died. And now there are chiropractic <laughs> offices all over this country. <laughs> am I going to be? Am I in trouble by alleging that the son killed his dad on purpose or? No, I mean he was tried for it in court. <laughs> he he was, you know, they they couldn't find him guilty, but you know, people then were like, "Hey, that's pretty fucky." So his descendants are going to go after the 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 plastic plesiosaur podcast. Bring it the fuck on. <laughs> well, buddy. Yes. That's you told your story about a movie you watched. Yes, I did. I did, and you told me about the history of a uh, chiropractic. Yep. But now it's time to 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 look for something that really sucks. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good right there. It's something time. That, oh, that drains the life out of both of us. Uh, it's time for Monster, Monster Quest. Head start. Witnesses around the world report seeing monsters. Are they real or imaginary? Science searches for answers. On Monster Quest. 
<laughs> Witnesses around the world. <laughs> Science searches for answers. <laughs> the plane flying. It's, it's okay, buddy. Yes, we're looking. We're looking for something that really exists at that time that we're gonna find hundred percent. What is it? We're looking for a great episode right here. This is this is uh vampires. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so like look we had ghosts already it's, it's i guess vampires yeah. isn't that that much worse vampires are a step up from ghosts yeah at least they're material um, definitely like a step down from champ you know <laughs> or the giant squid no what, what's the believability between vampires and and russian guerrilla army soldiers oh uh I say the Russian guerrilla army soldiers is more plausible than than vampires. Yeah, I mean because we have a chromosomal difference with these other apes, but we could have we you could make it work. Yeah, I, I some, believe it. There's some theories there. I don't know if we want to make it work, but there's some theories. Uh, yeah, we definitely do do not want to make it. Work. <laughs> yes. Okay. The, it, oh, sorry. It's called Vampires in America, specifically. Vampires in America. Sounds like yeah, that sounds like a sitcom right there. Like something deadly. May have one day stalked the villages of New England. Oh. So what are we looking for, buddy? We're looking for literal vampires, right? Just like literal uh, pot belly vampire goblins. <laughs> They're running around coming after us. Literal vampire pot belly goblins hobbling around coming after us. My spirit gets close to that evil and I feel it go. Ah, ah, ah. We we got a little like they they have a little CGI lady, a uh, vampire lady who looks terrible. Oh my god, dude! Do not look at that. <laughs> they, they, so didn't, they, they didn't have the the A team this time. No, maybe they're well, just the not guy, used to the guy had people. to do two chupacabras last time, so it's like <laughs> I'll do the two chupacabras, but I'm phoning in the next one. I'm I'm getting a Sims. I'm getting a, a, a reused Sims model here. Okay. Yes. <laughs> It's normally PlayStation Two graphics, but this is a PlayStation One graphics fucking it, vampire. It it does it looks like something out of Silent Hill One. Oh man, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, the texture and the hair is terrible. Oh man, yeah. So it's it's like zombie, not zombie, specifically vampire. Everybody knows what a vampire is, right? Like. Well, maybe they do. They know some version of it. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Is and this <laughs> yeah. was what was interesting about the episode. This was like the kind of one interesting part is they talked about like how the modern image of the vampire really is a very recent thing, right? Yeah. Well, so there's there's a there's something that made us think about vampires in New England. They found something. They found some real evidence. Yes. Right. Like, what is it? Why? Why are we looking in New England? Why aren't we looking in Transylvania? I I think like the the catalyst for this episode, the idea was this uh, archaeological discovery in in Griswold, Connecticut, um, where uh, some kids, I think in the the nineties or late eighties, uh, uncovered a skeleton in in the woods in a gravel pit. I think they said a gravel pit, um, and it helped uncovered a eighteen hundred cemetery. And in the cemetery um, was a man by the name of JB, uh, which they indicated by a pattern of nails on the coffin, right? Which is weird. Hmm. I wonder how that works exactly because they nailed it in JB 
symbol. Anyway, yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, this, there's this archaeologist that they have on the on the show, um, Doctor Nicholas uh, Bellatoni. 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 Something like that. Archaeologist from from uh, Connecticut, and he examines the skeleton and he finds that JB's body was exhumed and mutilated after death. Uh, yeah. Where they crossed his 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 um, thigh bones, right? His his long bones. I think they just say long bones. In like an yeah. X, the long, the long bone. It's the scientific bone. name. One of the, the one of the four. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and they cross it over his body and like probably mutilated him other ways. Um, and it's a, a, a vampire burial, vampire burial, um, which is something that we've talked about on the show because I've worked at an archaeological site. Uh, I'm yeah, not, you found a vampire. We don't know. We don't know. This is, this I know. Is, I'm saying it's a vampire. You're not allowed to because big <laughs> museum is hiding it. But I know the, <laughs> the the vampire burials is like actually. They, I think they talk about in the episode like it's 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 relatively common for you to see like uh, human body burials that have been like mutilated after death um, in some way due to like superstitious practices. Well, d- well, due to. Vampire practices. Oh, vampire practices. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Where they're actually vampires. Um, yes, for real. the one in Poland, they think that it would it would other sites in Poland, and what they suspect that the one that I was at, um, a big chunk of dirt was like a rock was shoved into a skeleton's mouth um, after death uh, to prevent it from biting people or, or something like that. Maybe, maybe he really liked geology. They, they and they're like here. He he loved rocks and life. How about he eats on them in the afterlife? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, but nobody thinks of a nice thing. I always think, oh, he's gonna. They, they did this because they were afraid of this guy being a monster. Maybe it was nice. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Maybe yeah. a, be a pessimistic archaeologist. That's the th- archaeology. Archaeology can tell you very little about like ancient cultures, religions, and, st- and people's belief systems in the past because that doesn't preserve really. So no. we're actually inferring a lot. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah thank you. So J, the JB discovery uh, is, I think, like what jumpstarted this episode. I don't know. I, this is kind of a weird episode to do something on because um, that was like the main focus. Like they got the lead archaeologist um, to talk about it. And then and then he mentions other Connecticut stories um, from like the 1800s and 1700s of like similar things where families or, or children or whatever are, are exhumed after death and like suspected to be vampires and they dismember their body or, or do something to it. Yeah. So that's what they think. There's vampires in new England. Yeah. So that's why there's vampires in new England <laughs> is because we found these, we found these bones of this guy and they were in the shape of an X, which is pretty cool. Mm. And that means that he was a vampire. Yeah. And that's basically the crux of why we're doing this. Yes. There, there's the other, there's, there's the Johnson family, like newspaper story. Yeah. Where, like the children came back from the dead or, or, or something like that. Or they, yeah. A quack doctor comes to town and tells them to exhume the, the children because yeah. they might be vampires. Yes. And yeah, the no. dad's like, all right, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The family's like, oh yeah, sure. Why not? And that's in Welling, Willington, Connecticut. Yeah. See, I like to think that this guy wasn't a quack doctor, right? Mm. He was a vampire. Oh. And he knew that these young infant vampires needed help. Because, like, the crosses in the graveyard were, like, holding him down. And they couldn't, like, 
come to maturity because they were too young of vampires. And so he tricked the family to letting them out. Hmm. So that might have happened. We, we, we'll find out on our quest. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like that story. Uh, maybe I'll save this for later, but that story is like just. A no, it, no, 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 no. It's true, Dre. We don't know. All right. We don't know the answers All yet, right. Trey. Science has to search for answers. That's right. All right. Sorry. We should okay. not come in with a preconceived bias. No, right. we don't know if there are monsters made up in folklore <laughs> that became real after the fact running around. <laughs> Who knows? Uh-huh. Yeah, because some because Trey, sometimes people are so influenced by these folklore stories that maybe they do become vampires in some way. Mm. You got to tell me that that doesn't happen. It could happen. We might find out. We'll see. Uh, A similar story uh, in the this is in 1892. They mentioned this is in Exeter, Rhode Island. And this is the Mercy Brown story. Oh, yeah. Mercy Brown. Where this this young lady, she died of tuberculosis along with like several other family members and uh under somebody's idea they exhumed her body and found that she had very little decomposition um i I looked up more about the story and they're like they they said she still had blood in her heart and she looked very lifelike and and her skin was very full and stuff like that um, and so they suspected that, and, and so like the other family members were getting sick still. Um, so they suspected that she was a vampire and was coming from her grave and, and feeding on her, her brother and, and other family members. And so, uh, under somebody's orders, I don't know, they thought that this would help. They took her body, they, uh, cut her heart out and liver, burned them. And then took the ashes and mixed it with water to create a tonic that was given mm-hmm. to her sick brother who's still alive to drink. So and then it cured him. And it did not cure him. He died oh. a couple months later. Oh. So all that work was for nothing. I think they reburied her. How could that not work though? They did all the steps exactly right. I I, I don't it wasn't foolproof. Like maybe she was too powerful at that point. She no, already, they needed they needed to call old dad. Old dad could have fixed it. Could yeah. old dad fix tuberculosis? I mean, vampirism. Uh, <laughs> could he fix tuberculosis? Of course he could. He, he probably this is actually, all happening around the same time period. Yeah, yeah you're actually probably right that like he probably has written about like how he could cure consumption and stuff like that. Of which course is, he could. Which is what tuberculosis is. Because yeah. this is all ha- like this is happening around the same time period. Like because this is 1892. This Mercy Brown thing. Where is old so this- dad? Where was old dad stationed at? Uh, all around. Uh, he was in Portland and Iowa, and he was back east more. He, he was he was going all around, man. Okay, maybe he went maybe he went east. He went north to New England and yeah, helped out. Maybe he was the person giving him the instructions. Yeah, but he was practicing in the eighteen uh, nineties. So you know, same time period. He could have saved. He could have saved him. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, so. Those are the two New England. Those are the three New England stories. Um, that there's these people. That they're thought to be vampires, and they dig their bodies up and and uh, desecrate them uh, to to save lives because they're vampires. They need to get rid of them. So that's basically what we're looking for. And then, so we got to go and find where are these stories coming from, right? Like, what what are the myths? What's the reality? Why do people think about these vampires? Like, where is all this stuff coming from, Trey? Uh, so the, we talk a little about this is the vampire legends come from like old world stories, like from Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
Yeah, and that's the thing is so they talk about how um the the modern idea of the vampire is a is a relatively recent invention though. Yeah. That a lot of the stuff we associate with vampires like uh being vulnerable to like sunlight, having fangs and like sleeping in coffins is like stuff that was like invented in like the late 1800s and yeah because like, the sunlight thing is just from nosferatu and it was and i like how they mentioned how it was made it was specifically made to avoid copyright which is great yeah, yeah nosferatu is literally just like look man we ain't paying you no money for fucking dracula i'll make my own goddamn dracula and that's <laughs> what it is the, yeah that which is wild that's wild that's funny to me that like this iconic thing that was created just just to just to escape legal trouble. That's funny. Yeah, it's just like those movies where they make like a fake Transformers movie or something when then Transformers comes out, you know? Yeah. And they put them in red box so grandmas will rent them. It's Transform- the same shit. Transformers or yeah. something like that. No, they wouldn't call them Transformers. Changers or something. Yeah, Changers. <laughs> yeah. So the modern vampire is not really based on old folklore and legends. Um, like there's like, of course, like vampire like creatures and like mythologies all around the world. Yeah. And they mentioned some of them, but I, it's kind of strange. Why? Like, why would you mention like an Indian version of like a lady creature with long black fingernails that eats blood? Like, what does that really have to do with any version of a vampire? You know, you gotta fill to me, it, it, need to. I guess it's, <laughs> I mean, like, are you implying that? All these are the same creature, you know. It's well, kind of weird. They also showed like a still of like a like an Aztec uh, codex, which I think was mm-hmm. kind of funny. So like, I guess they're implying that like Aztecs had vampires or were vampires or or something like that. Well, I mean, you'd watch the movie if they did, Trey. Right, that would be cool. I would watch a, vamp- yeah, a Mesoamerican vampire, Mesoamerican vampire movie. Yeah, you'd watch yeah. that shit. You wouldn't <laughs> shut up about it. <laughs> there, I know that there is one like. Aztec vampire-like creature, but it's like a headless giant man that has a giant mouth where his stomach is. It's like mm-hmm. a Mesoamerican vampire kind of. It's like a monster. It's sort of like Bigfoot, I guess. Like a ghoul or ogre. Like a gabagool? A, a, a ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a lot of these older myths are like ghouls and spirits and and stuff like that like a lot of the modern ideas of vampires you you hear you hear things there's popular opinions on the internet that have been popularized in pop culture like where vampires come from you know like if you if you google it or if you knew some nerdy goth kids when you were 14 you might have heard this um like people think that vampires are in the bible or are connected to like old versions of judaism you know really like like Lilith is brought up sometimes, or Cain. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the thing thing with Lilith, people should know, Lilith is not an old Jewish version of the the Adam and Eve story. She's not in there. It it's it's a different Babylonian myth that like got added into some retellings of the story later on. Lilith yeah. is not some original preserved version of Judaism. It's not. It's just not true. Yeah, and even um, like even so, like Lilith in her original like uh like uh mesopotamian form it's very vague and it's more that she's like a a, a owl spirit creature yeah that, like, lives yeah definitely like spirit. an owl and and so the the words i can't remember to pronounce all these so people just forgive me you can look it up yourself but some of like the the romanian and you know like other like like russian europe kind of like cultures of the time their words for vampire are pretty similar to the word for strix which means like screecher or owl, right? And like in like ancient languages. And 
it was kind of got me thinking that a lot of these cryptids, because the vampire is like a cryptid that just be, we call folklore now because it's old, right? Mm. But like they're just owls. Yeah, yeah, or like spirits. Like I think it's like a like a, a merger of like natural world and like spiritual yeah, world, which is. Yeah, I think maybe we're jumping ahead here, but uh, yeah, I, I, you kind of get this thing where something's like kind of supernaturally and then like somebody gets like a pseudo physical thing because you got to see one, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you, you get like a folk story, then you see an owl and then like the folk story and the owl become one thing and then that becomes the creature, which, you know, happens with the Flatwood monster, happens with Mothman, happens with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Owls... Yeah. Are scary fuckers apparently is what I've learned. No, owls are pretty spooky and they can be kind of big and and yeah, and you're walking in the forest. Um, yeah, yeah, and that so yeah, vampires. Uh, they're not really like we, it, they're very recent idea, and it's and it's odd to see a, a Monster Quest episode on them. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of things you could say. There's there's a lot of stuff we could talk about. You have like these people in Poland being dug up like 450 years ago. And they're saying the same things they said about those girls in New England, right? Like they dug them up and their hair and everything looked like they're still alive, right? But part of that is that's just a natural phenomenon how people decompose, right? Yeah. So like it's just kind of yeah. Yeah. some certain conditions lead to certain states of preservation and and people were scientifically ignorant of that at the time. So like they were like, oh, that means that they're alive. That means that they're they're undead or something like that as opposed to like, no, like it was just cold and, and they rotted at different lengths of time or something like that. Or it's very low oxygen environment. Like they weren't thinking about that kind of stuff. But there's some, there's some famous people in history that they, that often get associated with vampires and, and are perhaps real examples of vampires. Like Elizabeth Bathory is, is brought up a lot. Yeah. Um, Yeah, What do they say about her? So she was a Hungarian noblewoman in the 16th century, and she's like pretty famous as like a a serial killer. Where like it's claimed that she killed like hundreds, I think hundreds of of young girls and like mm-hmm. bathed in there. And this is the big thing is like, oh, she bathed in in their blood to retain her youth. Um, and they're like, oh, blood vampire. I don't know. I don't know where the jump is with that because vampires like they drink blood, right? And they're they're undead, but this is like a lady, a living lady who just who just uh, bathes in blood. Yeah, it's a bit of a jump, right? A jump. Um, also, the story has been like kind of it's wildly speculative. A lot of it's um, non-contemporary to her life, and yeah. a lot of it was probably politically motivated. Yeah, uh, it's probably a slander campaign against her. Um, and then, like the earliest version of the stories doesn't mention uh, the bathing in blood part. It seems like it's a later edition. Like it's not impossible that something like that could have happened. Like there was a a powerful noblewoman who was like a, also a serial killer, um, but I don't see like how I don't see that as too unlikely. But yeah, like here here's a section from um, Bad Girls in History from 2017 that um, is a thorough look at it. It says after her husband, the aristocrat Hungarian Frederick Nasadi, died in 1604, he left enormous debts. A few years later, for financial reasons, and partly perhaps for more unsavory reasons, the Countess opened a school to teach etiquette to a superior class of local girls, because she was now finding it difficult to recruit from the peasantry stock, who had presumably got wind of their activities. 
The noble families were not as gullible as their proletariat predecessors, however, and did not turn a blind eye to the stories emanating from the Duchess's impressive residence, Kosaja uh, uh, Castle in the village of, I can't say that word, uh, who remains now in western Sokovia can still be visited. As a result, with the apparent support of local Lutheran ministers, angry fathers and brothers from noble families were behind, were behind the castle being investigated by local authorities who found the injured and dead bodies of young women on the premises. Elizabeth and her accomplices were arrested, but her social standing uh, meant she was not put on trial. 30 witnesses came forward at the trial of her accomplices, where the number of victims was assessed at over 600, seemingly listed in a journal belonging to the countess herself. Her accomplices were found guilty collectively of killing 80 girls and subsequently executed in this grisly fashion of the time, but she was shut away in her castle in solitary confinement, dying there in 1614. The stories of the countless bathing in and drinking her victim's blood in vampiric fashion seem to have been added at a later date and emphasize of the anti-aging processes of virgin blood. I'm not sure medically what virgin blood would mean or do. Um, she has become, yeah, yeah. She has become the stuff of legend, and no doubt some of the stories of her activities have been exaggerated with even the trial records at some variants have been changed. Mm. What happened to her and her own seven children is impossible to establish, but she clearly deserves rep- um, reputation as one of the world's most prolific serial killers. So that's what they had to say about her. Okay. But, um, but there, there are opinions that a lot of this was made up to kind of steal her lands and title. Yeah. Because another feminist reading of it was that she was a powerful woman, so they tried to bring her down. But it does seem to be that there were bodies there. Um, yeah. So, you know, they might have been killing these women. Okay, that, <laughs> <laughs> that seems really dark. Now. No, no, it's not dark. You're misunderstanding me, bro. I'm, okay. I'm, I think I am. Yeah, you are. <laughs> because if the girl said no, then the answer obviously is no. No. But the thing right. is, is she's not gonna say yeah. no. She would never say no because of the implication. Now, you've said that word implication a couple of times. What implication? The implication that things might go wrong for her if she refuses to sleep with me. Now, not that things are going to go wrong for her, but she's thinking that they will. But it sounds like she doesn't want to have Why sex with you. Why aren't you understanding? I don't, she, she doesn't know whether she wants to have sex with me. It's that she doesn't know. That's not know. the issue. Are you going to hurt women? I'm not going to hurt oh, these women. Okay. Why would I ever hurt these women? I, I feel like you're not getting this at all. I'm at not all. getting it. God damn. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. So maybe she was a serial killer. Yeah. yeah, she could have. She could have been a serial killer. There's a lot of contestants on this. I'm not an expert on her history, but what I could see is that um, some of the the goyer facts might have been fabricated or increased much later. The things that make her seem like a vampire, but it is definitely possible that they killed a lot of women. It's also possible that the women could have been dying from diseases or something, mm-hmm. and they just buried them yeah. and didn't care. That's, you know? a, that's the problem with like trusting, relying on like medieval and, and later um like court records and stuff like people like people have found like uh like richard the third is accused of killing the two princes uh i forgot what their names are the princes in the tower and then like later there was like oh they there was a a team a hunt like uh, 50 years later that found two skeletons of two boys under the stairs in the tower of london that and it was them but like there's no like physical evidence of it and then of course like, yeah that's politically motivated so like what are you going to trust like this this document that was that could just easily been made up yeah well also like 
people die a lot of diseases they didn't have penicillin right you know and like i mean this this topic is pretty grim and politically charged um but they're there and you know i'm absolutely no supporter of the catholics but they're finding some graves at different catholic schools right um of lots of children mm. and it's not like they were most like killing these kids they just had completely inadequate medical gear for the kids and then they were dying because some of them are from other cultures and had different immunities and they would just throw them into graves because what were they going to do? Hundreds of kids are dying, you know? Yeah. So sometimes it's like, Oh, they're killing all these people. I'm like, well, all these people could just be dying because people just died a lot, you know, especially no, no, no less sad, but just a different event, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But they could still be morally culpable. If you're bringing in a bunch of peasants to work your castle and they're dying and you're not doing anything to fix it, you know, still on you yeah but yeah. that's her story that's her i don't story. think she's a vampire i, I don't think so either yeah. um in another figure uh that they mention is is vlad the impaler i don't think yeah. a lot of people know him uh famous for for executing people using stakes um and uh and his nick his nickname was dracula uh which meant little dragon um and and I thought this was kind of interesting where people think that like he's the inspiration for the the Dracula that that we all know about Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, cuz there's a book in the 70s um, called of In Search of Dracula that basically made that claim. Yeah. And I think subsequently they found out that like Bram Stoker like literally just got the name from like a uh, a library and uh and he thought that the word meant devil in Romanian. So, yeah, well, he he checked out a, a rare book from the library, which he specifically asked for, mm-hmm. right? Um, what was the name of that book? Anyways, it was some book on like um, folklore of the region and stuff, right? Because he had an interest in, in vampires, and he 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 got that book, and somebody wrote in the notes saying what Dracula meant, right? Mm-hmm. They said they'd call somebody who was like clever or powerful or or whatever they would call them Dracula which meant devil, which is, you know, not a correct translation, but that's all he knew. There's, there's no evidence he knew about Vlad the Impaler being called Dracula or much about him at all. Mm. So interesting. Yeah. And the thing is like Vlad the Impaler, like, like sure. Like those methods of execution is, is pretty terrible, but like for the standards of the time, not like it probably wasn't that outside of what most rulers did. Right. As also Vlad the Impaler is still considered, although, pretty gruesome and violent uh hero in his country you know because right. he defended his country from attack so right yeah they also it's, later put the guy's head in a bunch of honey and preserved it for a long time really vlad Peller, yeah his his head was preserved in honey for like a hundred years wow is it what happened to it is it is, i guess it's not i don't know I, I assume someone <laughs> ate it <laughs> poo when you the poo i should have looked that up but uh <laughs> yeah that, that did happen though that's funny. That's funny. Like how, like there's in certain cultures, you see people as like villains, but like they're beloved heroes and others like, um, like, uh, uh, Attila the Hun, like people from Hungary love Attila the Hun. Like he's like a hero there. And then like a lot of other Western countries see him like, as like, Oh, he, he almost ended civilization and stuff like that. Oh, he was kind of mean. <laughs> I just know that people from Hungary love him. Like my one of my yeah. own professors, um, he was named Attila. Wild, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are those. Oh, and then and then for more recent, so like they talk about these people that are kind of cruel or whatever, and then they then they talk about like that may have been serial killers in the past, 
Um, and then they talk about like modern serial killers, like more modern oh, ones. Oh, one, one more thing about um, Bram Stoker's Dracula and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty much the major focal point, as you would suspect, of like modern interpretations of Dracula. Um, like er- earlier Dracula stories, I'm sorry, earlier vampire stories that were around, um, they would they would be of like um, a popular um, poet and, and lord who they were kind of slanderizing for being like um, sexually promiscuous in a way that Christianity didn't allow yeah. or stuff. And and Dracula had that kind of sexual energy to him, but also he was like powerful from like a, a foreign country. And a lot of the, the ways like to destroy Dracula, the fact that he sleeps in a coffin and stuff and, and the, the, the tooth marks, right? Like the, the fangs, that all comes from there, and it's really just stuck because those things weren't there before, right? right? Like when these people in, in Poland and stuff were digging up people they suspected were vampires, they weren't looking for bite necks on the throat. But the the biting on the neck became part of the sexualizing of the stories before. Like there's a, one of the famous stories where the vampire is a woman, and it's like a lesbian kind of vampire sexual story, right? Like, but because the, the biting on the neck with the two teeth is easier to sexualize than, like, if chomping on your fucking neck, right? Right. So the, yeah, because, I mean, if you're getting fucked, you might want to get bit a little bit, but you don't want to get chomped, you, right? You want it to be cleaner. You want to have a yeah, little... Yeah, cleaner. yeah, yeah. But the, 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 the puncturing is a little sexual in itself, and, like, it just kind of works better, you know? It's a better reimagining of the story. That's, so. that's crazy to me that, like, you can trace all these these ideas in, in like, canon of like vampires mm-hmm. to like, like a couple things like i'm thinking about like how we got from like like old legends about like evil spirits and undead to like dracula to nosferatu to like the 50s hammer horror kind of stuff or whatever and then to like marceline the vampire queen and stuff like that yeah. <laughs> it's just like there's like this tree of like all this these ideas connecting back it's funny. there are some people who say that a lot of the vampire myths are anti-semitic because they have like a cabal of like rich people like slightly outside of like mainstream anglican society mm. um i don't think that has anything to do with it historically from what i can tell and i don't really think that's in dracula that may be in some more modern stuff like in the last century um you know post world war ii or leading up to world war ii but it doesn't really seem to be there in the old thing and i mean a lot of these people are not like western europeans writing this kind of stuff you know it's like turkish people and stuff and i don't know I, I looked for that because I've heard that criticism on Tumblr and stuff, but I think that's more of a Tumblr invention than something that actually was historically there. Oh. Although, you know, people could easily interpret it and read that for their own sadistic purposes because people can find racism in a lot of things. So. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert on that, but it's just something I looked into and I, I didn't see the connection being very like literally sound historically. So mm. but maybe somebody knows more about that than me. I, have you heard that before? No, I haven't heard that before. Like <laughs> I, the, the literary history of like vampires is like a very interesting thing in of itself that like, maybe, maybe I'd look into in the future. Um, yeah. 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 So there's like the past stuff. Should it, should I mention like how like they try to connect like modern serial killers to them and stuff? Yeah. So, so they have those historical examples of people they try to bring up as evidence of vampires or influence on the vampire myth, even though 
they're kind of a hundred years after like the big vampire scares of the the late 18th century and stuff. Right. Mm. Um, but then there's actually some more modern, uh, new world examples of, of people claiming to be vampires that were killing people. Yeah. There was a, a kid in the eighties or something. Uh, I don't, I don't even know if I should care to mention his name cause he's a, 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 a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to, you don't <laughs> gotta mention his name. Fuck that kid. He's just a cult leader, uh, who murdered people and, and his cult was the called the vampire clan. Um, yeah. He claimed his name was like Viago the, and he was like a 600 year old. Yeah. He claimed to be like an immortal. He claimed to be like, and like, he felt like he was like Edward Cullen, like he was hot. And he's like, oh, everybody's good. Like he had like this cult and he's like, I'm like a 600 year old vampire boy. Obey me. There's a, a Devarian like character in Star Wars Rebels that has the name Viago. Really? Yeah, I wonder if it's based off of this serial <laughs> killer vampire. This, that's terrible, man. <laughs> I know, it's spelled a little differently, but it it sounds the same. So I don't maybe know. he got it from like a, a a demon or something from the past, and maybe there. Maybe, maybe he is a six hundred year old vampire. <laughs> well, nobody ever brings up that possibility. Uh, yeah, but this guy's a, a vicious, terrible yeah, murderer. He killed his girlfriend's parents, and like they put. V's like or V's for his vampire name on their fucking bodies. Yeah. Like yeah. He's got life in prison, thank God. So Yeah, fuck that dude. <laughs> and then they mention other serial killers. I don't even know if I'd care to mention them. It's just like brutal uh murders that and and like mutilations. It's like uh, I don't really want to talk about it because it's like it, it's not really related. Well they're not even vampires, they're obviously not undead. Yeah. So. They're just they're just terrible people that yeah. Bunch of fucking edgelords, man. Yeah, and speaking of edgelords, we have the, the two living vampires, right? Okay, yeah. So this is what I was talking about earlier. <laughs> so, a little spoiler, this is, I think, one of the lowest rated, if not the lowest rated, Monster Quest episode. Really? And I think it is because of these people. <laughs> the, the These people uh, were, it was, it was kind of just, I, I feel bad for saying, but it was kind of sad, you know? Like you kind of got that this was their gimmick. I was very annoyed by them. <laughs> well, like one of them, like was really bad because she was telling people not to get medical attention and stuff. So we meet two ladies. <laughs> yeah, that, like we. I feel like a lot of people have met at least one person that acts like this, that believes that not maybe not vampire, but believes that they're like immortal or somebody reincarnated in them or or something like that. Yeah, very popular new age idea in the like 70s and some of in the 80s people said they were like Atlantean like priestess. <laughs> oh my god, that's like that stupid kid that's um on uh Gaia or whatever who's like I am Atlantis. I I dreamt I was in Atlantis or whatever. Remember that? Oh, that that reminds me. Um they talked about the inspiration Brian Stricker had for Dracula, right? And like what was the main thing that made him think of it? Mm-hmm. And they asked his son about it. And he's like, oh, he ate a bunch of bad crab one day and had like a really bad nightmare. And that's that's where he thought of most <laughs> of it. He ate a bunch of crab and got a bad yeah, nightmare? It's a bunch of dress crab we had that was bad. And so he was sick and had a terrible nightmare. And that's how he thought of Dracula. Oh, my God. That, well, that's, so that, that's the real story, you know? <laughs> Dang, I, that's good. That's good. I should, I should, uh, if I ever want to get into writing, I should eat a whole bunch of bad crab yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so we should I'm talk sorry. About, 
we'll talk about these individuals. So one of them, one of her names is uh, is Joy. Palpolios, Palpolios, whatever. I don't know how to pronounce that. She in in her. I love I love her. Is this um, the red haired one? The red haired one that kind of looks like Kate okay. Bush, and she's like dressed like um like she's a goth girl. She's dressed like a teenage goth girl, but she looks like she's like like thirty something or forty something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I love her her uh like they you know like how they have her name like a her little little thing that comes out and her thing says claims to be a vampire. Yep. yep. <laughs> and and she, she's serious about this. She is very and, serious. Um, she claims that she so she takes a razor blade and cuts somebody's chest, mm-hmm. and then she drinks the blood from their chest. Yes. She obtains the blood from a willing donor, the narrator tells yeah, us. They're, uh, they're fine with it. And she feels powerful when she drinks the blood. Um, cool. Yeah. She get, yeah, she gets the razor blade. She's like, oh, yeah, I sterilize it. I'm like, I don't think she sterilizes that shit. I think she just <laughs> – I don't trust her. Um, I, this, What's your opinion on this, Miles? What, how do you feel about this? this? I, just, I just don't want to get yelled at. I'm going to say something mean. Is, is this just a weird kink? Is this like a weird kink that she's just throwing tolling to people in public? I I think that it likely does have a strong sexual thing for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that some people just need a sense of identity and they feel sometimes like slightly out of culture and they kind of develop this persona for themselves, you know? Yeah. People do it in a lot of ways and it it, you know, depends on what you're into. Like said some fucking dudes like buy a bunch of swords, you know? And act like they're samurai. They're and they act, yeah, they act like they got the spirit of the warrior in the most bullshit weep <laughs> thing. And like, you know, for her, like she probably really reads like Anne Rice fan fiction, and it, like she probably like I don't know. I'm just psychoanalyzing this person. It's just, <laughs> but I don't know, man. I, I just think that it's just it's something that feels good and it's fun for her. And I guess that's okay. You know, so like she her, finds like the. Uh, uh, an adult that consents to this, I guess. I, I think drinking blood's probably not very healthy, so that part might not be medically okay, but putting away the health concerns from it, like her kink is fine. Um, you know, if everyone's consenting, I, I don't really like somebody claiming to be a vampire. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if you just give it like a sexual name, like you're a vampy or something, vampy. and you like <laughs> role playing as a vampire, that's perfectly fine, right? But as soon as you make want me to think that you're a vampire i'm just like okay <laughs> well yeah everybody's got kinks but like you yeah. don't have to well, tell so, people about it right like one of my friends wanted me to call them a witch and i said no they got mad at me and somebody tried to say that this is like misgendering somebody <laughs> and i was like yeah but i mean gender is real and i respect people's gender you know and even if it wasn't real it's not that big of a deal but like vampires aren't real and like I'm just not going to call you a witch or a vampire. I don't know. I guess it's the people that believe like, um, oh, there's like some weird people, right? That believe that they're like inhabited by like Final Fantasy characters or something. Well, see, that's badass. I support that. The people that believe that, they honestly believe that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah, there's there's a whole YouTube video about those oh, man. crazy people. Yeah, so that's Joy. Um, and she's yeah, like, we got off the tracks a little bit. That's Joy. She She's the one who drinks blood. Um, and then there's Michelle, who's the psychic vampire. Ooh. 
Well, she looks like she and her uh, her her BF, her partner, whoever that is. They look like they're dressed up like Matrix wannabes. They look. They're yeah, like- well, they they are. Um, <laughs> they play Vampire the Masquerade a lot, no doubt. Yes. Um, they, they were definitely saw the Matrix in theaters a couple times. You know, big fans of the craft, like all, all this stuff. Yes, yeah. and she claims that she steals energy from people, um, and it saved her life in college. Yeah, so she she basically said the medical doctors couldn't help her, so she tried sucking someone's energy, saved her. She's perfectly fine, healthy now. Yeah. So, um, well, and she, then she and, fainted in class, and that the doctors told her she needed a heart transplant. But then that night, she fed on another person's energy and felt fine the next day. So there you go, it worked. So yeah, in the findings, we'll get to this, but uh, we have a uh, a hot shot. A uh, member of the Ghostbusters show up to to check out her claims, and so we'll see what they find. Well, and and um, I'm going to comment this because some people in the comments I read they suggested that she actually has a heart surgery scar on her chest, so she might have gotten the transplant after all. Oh, that's but maybe it's yeah. just a weird mark on her chest. Who knows? It was a little hard mm. to see. Um, yes. Mm. Well, that's the thing is like it, it borders the line from like you should actually probably get medical help like. You, fine, believe like like the the goofy weird stuff that you want, but like I don't know if it interferes. Like if you're if you're telling people that like they shouldn't go to like a doctor's instead, like just touch another person and and act like they're sucking their energy out. I don't know. That's kind of bad. It's kind what? of like anti-vax a little bit. So like, dude, there's this thing in in pseudoscience where people just say the word energy all the time, and it just drives me insane. <laughs> like there's different kinds of energy. What kind of energy are you talking about? You know, you can't just say energy, like it's quantum. Evo, obviously, of course, it's quantum. <laughs> it's uh, what, what's another one of those type of words that just means nothing at the end of the day? Oh man, yeah. So this was a lot of like pseudoscience. So the the search. Should we move on to the search? We, we're in the search. We're in the search. We're in the search. Uh, so yes. What do what do we search? What's one of the big things that we we try to do in this? In this we got uh, the the Jim three hundred machine, and we run across the graveyard, and we're looking for the rest of the New England kids' bones. Right. The 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 doctor archaeologist and another guy named Mike Bell try to find the bodies of the Johnson family in Willington, uh, Connecticut. Yeah. What will this do if we find these bodies? Ah, oh, that's a good question there, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're like, okay, this one guy, maybe some people thought he was a vampire. His bones are in an X. Okay, that's interesting. So we're going to find the rest of the family because why? Yeah. Well, no, this is a different family. This is a... Okay, well, which one is this one? This is the Johnson family, the one with the kids that were mentioned in the... Oh, the kid one. Letter. So, but what does it do if we find them? Nothing. Well, I, I think his assumption is that if we find the bodies, we might be able to get to see if that story had any validity to it or not. What, if they had fangs? Oh, no, if that they ground up the daughter's heart? Yes. If they... Hmm. Yeah, if the bodies were exhumed, which... Uh, I don't really see too much of a an archaeological benefit to doing that because, like, when you're doing archaeology, there's like, there's there's you want to get information out of stuff, right? But like, yeah, there's always destruction, and then like, 
And then also you got to respect like these are living people that were buried I, and stuff. And I don't give a fuck about human remains. Oh my I think, god! I, I think it's hogwash. Do not give a fuck. I don't care. I There's know a lot of people do dis- care. There's people that do care. Though. A lot of people disagree with that, so I get that it's part of the ethics. I understand that. I don't care. Well, I, those people are dead. Well, I don't. I don't see what the benefit of doing it even is. It's it would be a waste yeah, of money. And, if there's a benefit, it's fine. And also, like, kind of know. desecrating a corpse too. Like I don't know. I, you, yeah, you I don't, feel I don't believe that. in desecrating corpses. I don't. I don't know what that means. It's just respect, but, even when somebody's dead. They're dead. They're even not even dead. When they're dead. It's respecting this the idea. It's the concept. Respect of who? They're not there anymore. The they're idea, gone. The idea of it. The social idea of them is in my brain. Sense. It's Fuck your social norms. It's cultural. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't mm. make any sense, mm. but that's the thing. It's mm. like we put value to things. I get that people feel that way. Like there's there's this experiment where like if you like they put people on a stage and then they're like, try on this shirt. And they try on the shirt. They're like, how do you feel? Oh, it's a nice shirt. They're like, this was a shirt from a serial killer. And then they're like, oh, you know, but like why? <laughs> why? It's fuck it wasn't have to do with anything. It didn't have anything to do with anything. I don't know. I don't get it. Like when I, when my brain stops working, the bones in my body are no longer associated with in my identity anymore. They're just material. My brain is gone. Everything that I cared about and I was about is gone. I hope that you remember me. I hope that you say he was a bit of an asshole, but he was kind of fun. You know. But the like, thing is, is that my, there's people that my don't arm bone like has that. no attachment to that identity anymore to me. But there's people that don't feel like that. that feel I know. I get that. that. I get that. And a lot, a lot of archaeologists have to respect that. I just don't understand that. I don't get where people are coming from. Because even if they're dualists, right? If they're not materialists like me, if they're dualists and they think people have a soul, well, then why, do, why does the body matter? The body is just a vessel for the soul and the soul's not there. So then why do you care? I, so I, I don't get it. I don't camp. get what people are caring about. I, I guess. Yeah. Well, I don't believe in like souls and stuff either, but like, well, no. I'm not super on board for like just willy nilly uh, excavating like certain sites and stuff. When like I that. die, just throw me in the trash. Throw me in the trash. <laughs> that That is not my future. I'm not going to be buried in a grave. When I'm dead, just throw me in the trash. I don't know. This is a this is like an archaeological um theory kind of thing. This is a whole whole like field of study that there's a lot of like literature and debates about this kind of stuff. Um the point is is that I don't think they like I I kind of knew that they weren't really going to excavate if they were finding something cuz like they don't have much of a reason to. And they're not going to get Oh, oh, what are you doing? The squirrel. He got a giant carrot. What Where the hell did the squirrel get this giant carrot? Holy shit. Squirrel squirrel's like carrot? five feet in front of my face. And he has a gigantic carrot. Oh my god! I'm tr- I gotta show you, Trey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta Hold post on. this. Okay. Do you Can have carrots? Is is there a reasonable way for it to have obtained a carrot? I don't know. I'm not a carrot scientist. Look at this thing. Oh my gosh! Enjoy your day, guy. Okay, I'll send you. Dude, this is awesome. <laughs> This is live, people. The this is, this is live. <laughs> is it like a? I'm excited. Oh, oh, it's coming in. It's. I I'm sending it. I'm sending it. <laughs> so me the squirrel. Oh, that is a really big squirrel. That's what I'm saying, man. Kind of, you know, or I guess no, it's a carrot. You're right. It's just right outside. Of, I had. I could not mention wow. him. I, I mean, he should be a, a mascot of the show. He's awesome. He's that's a that's a good good squirrel right there. Yeah, he just hopped along this fence, chewing down that carrot, man. 
Listen, there's all kinds of wildlife outside my window, wow. dude. Because <laughs> be, right behind my house, like where I look out where my computer is, is this like wetlands little protected area that they keep to like frogs and everything you grow. Mm-hmm. There's like nothing there for like a block and a half. So like a lot of little dudes just hang out over there. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. No vampires. No vampires. Yeah. So what else? Uh, there was a, in that search, at least in the archaeological search, they do do a lot of good work. They go to the the, the town hall and go to the, the records place. Oh, yeah. So that's if you ever go to like your local library, there's that section where there's all those books that you don't know what the fuck they are and never look at. That's what they are. Yeah. They're like they're your local records and everything, which, which is pretty cool birth dates and like marriages and stuff yeah. which was, and that's actually like really good archaeology like that's what you do with archaeology yeah uh, the, these guys aren't bigfoot believers right these are like actual real archaeologists and doing real stuff with a real find yeah so yeah yeah and and so like i guess that's the main uh search that they do they do do the minor stuff with michelle right they do like the the energy, mm-hmm. energy thing and then with joy the vampire lady she goes to see a hematologist to get her blood tested. Yeah, so that's in our findings. I guess we'll just go to the findings. Go to the findings. What happened? Yeah. What's with Joy, uh, Miles? Okay, so they test her blood, and the doctor's like, yeah, you're fucking just a normal human being and shit. You normal know? in you got, every way. Yeah, you got, <laughs> you got normal blood. Uh, you know, you enjoy garlic. Like, all that stuff. Not, nothing wrong with you other than you're kind of weird. Make funny a little bit, but you know, whatever, it's fine. I was interested to see if, like, if the, if she was going to have like an iron deficiency or something like that. Like, I could yeah, see I just it. it could be something like I no nah, man, I knew I knew it was <laughs> bullshit. Like, just eat more steak if you have an iron deficiency, or take spinach, pills. Spinach, eat the spinach. Spinach is actually good. I do not like lettuce, but I like spinach. <laughs> yeah, so joy had to be talk to where she's a completely ordinary unremarkable person unfortunately <laughs> yeah, to, to well she might be a nice person that. in other ways maybe she cooks a good casserole i don't know i tried to find yeah. what happened to joy she's a, a ghost on the internet michelle the the oh the, so she, she was a vampire and now she's a ghost yeah she's i don't know what happened to her I, I was interested to see like if she still believes that she's a vampire if that was mm-hmm. just phase but there's there's no record of hmm. her um michelle on the other hand like the psychic vampire she like writes a book like a year, like on oh, psychic geez. or psychic or, or demon stuff or whatever. Um, and like she just is, has so much books and stuff um, about it. And she's like in a band and she's on like these paranormal shows. So she's like pretty notable. In so they community. they bring in a a very serious researcher oh, to um, to test her, right? Yes. Do you no. know who that is? Who they, is that? they bring they bring in a paranormal investigator. Oh, Zach Baggins, man. No, it's not. But he's probably friends with Zach. Oh, Baggins. they probably know like degrees of separate like connection. It's probably like two or something, or maybe yeah. they met. <laughs> he, they're friends for sure. They've gone to Chili's together. I after thought, a, I thought they were going to get like a skeptical inquiry kind of person to do that. that yeah, no, they they brought in a a guy with his bullshit little meters. And he's like, oh, you have power over the electromagnetic field. And I'm like, okay, that should be easy to test then. Let's let's actually test that. But they don't, right? No. Like, so that's just, these paranormal guys, they always, they, he has a whole bunch of readers and stuff because they don't know what, what kind of energy she transfers, right? She's like touching them and transferring the energy. So they just basically try a whole bunch of meters until one of them 
like a slightly higher than normal and they say that that's a hit yeah well i i know i remember specifically well that's the thing with when these paranormal people they have all these meters right they have like the the ghost box or whatever and and all those kind of things uh and like they they say like they work with energy or electrical signals or something but it's very vague um and he says yeah yeah he goes the meter went up to two to what <laughs> he from it's usually at one but it went up to two miles like okay but i see i just i i don't believe anything he says and also mm-hmm. like look if they're actually getting some readings at this time in history like the james randy million dollar challenge is still there like go prove that she can alter magnetic fields with her presence you know to a degree higher than other people can do and she'll win a million dollars like or make the whole episode about that if you found someone that can actually affect the magnetic field in a unique way do an episode about that but they don't they have one paranormal guy say that and then leave there was the this bullshit with michelle i thought it was really funny she had a a a, a man there i think his name was uh, it started with a T or something, and like the narrator's like, he willingly lets her suck his energy away or something yeah. like that. He's like, whatever, man. He's like, sure, okay. whatever. As long as it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can see, oh, my energy, whoa. Have you seen those martial arts dudes that do that shit? No. There's there's whole like fields of martial arts where people claim to like be able to do like energy forces and like push you back with energy or put like force fields around their body that you can't hit. And they'll, they'll have their whole like fucking disciples, like, like a dozen or two people like try to attack them. And they just like use the force and push them all back and like flip like Hadouken them and everything. And then like every once in a while, one of these guys will get called out enough by somebody who actually has muscles (laughs) and like, you know, they'll call them out and offer them money to fight. And I don't know if these guys just take the money because they're done or that they're actually, you know, getting high off their own supply. But they end up fighting these people that have actual muscles. And it turns out that muscles are much more powerful than key energy. And, yeah, they get their ass beat. So. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, there's a bunch of these videos, dude, of people trying to psychic warfare fight people. And it, it works real great. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, I guess everybody's got to have something, right? Like, that's yeah. like their I mean, I, I'm a Jedi. I can use the Force, unlike these people. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. You know, that's because of my training, you know. So. Force sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Mich- and then with Michelle, they say that her hands heated up slightly because she was holding hands with him, right? Wow, weird. They were sharing, like, like when you put two heated objects together. They- and you press them together. together it gets warm. And you hold the air in between them tightly. Yeah, it's weird that that Freaking would make bizarre. heat. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, oh, and then the two. And then, so that, that was, those were the two results. And then the archaeologist guy and Mike, um, they, they think that they found the vague location of the Johnson family plot, yeah. right? Because they had the Gem 300 machine. The Gem 300. I, w- I thought it was going to be ground penetrating radar, but they have, um, what was it? Yeah, this? it's like a big red weird looking thing and they're walking around with it. But yeah, they, they apparently can tell the different layers of like soil types and stuff and where it might be like kind of upheaved at some point in history. So they think they found one of the graves of the kids. So that's cool. There, there's yeah. archaeologists that do like geneticists and archaeologists like like doing this kind of stuff in their free time. Where like sure. it's, it's you're going it's, to these small scale stories. You're not. Gonna, yeah. It's not going to be too impressive, but it's going to be give you some information, which is nice. It it's valid, right? Like they're doing valid research. Like they went to the library and looked up real stuff, and 
They use their real science devices and they found what is probably a grave of one of these family members that may be connected to an important like cultural event of the town from a couple hundred years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's finding something, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a vampire, but an epilogue with the, the, that uh, archeologist, um, he published a paper in 2019, um, of the, so they mentioned JB, the, the man that yeah. was with the cross the X bones, X man. Um, they actually did a DNA test on him and, um, he likely died of tuberculosis, but they noticed so like they uh, were able to use the DNA test to go to like a modern relative that had um, the last name of Barber, um, which matches the B in there. And yeah. they went, so they used that as a starting point. And then going back, they were able to find that there was historical records in that family stretching back to around that time of a John Barber um, buried in Greenwald. Mm. Um, so they think they, they think they positively identified JB as John Barber. Um, Interesting. which is really cool. So he was the, he was the vampire guy. Um, so they finally identified this, this, un, this person that they didn't know his name. Um, but they were able to give a name. Uh, with well, there you go. Confident competence. Yeah. We found something. Yeah. So they, they, so there's some, there's some, that's a little bit of value right there. They identified I, an I, unidentified I, body. I like at the end, the announcer says, uh, um, for now, the skeptics have the upper hand. Oh yes, that was good. I was like, "That's like it's right, motherfucker." And he was, and he went on to say, "Like, but only with like new technology or something can we." Really yeah, he, he like mentioned with new scientific. I'm like, bro, that's our shit. <laughs> the science is on our side. We use the science to understand the real world. And you go, what if these scared villagers of in Poland 400 years ago had a point? That's <laughs> you know. <laughs> you're, you're, What's kind of funny though. It's like these vampires, like a bunch of villagers who are scared for like cultural reasons or like responding to material conditions, like a virus they couldn't cure. And so like they made up myths and stuff to explain it, help keep themselves like comforting. Like that's like what we see with like QAnon and stuff, right? These people creating like these myths and monsters out of shit, to, like explain a changing world around them. And like, but now we're like, man, these people are fucking crazy, right? <laughs> but if, if it's 400 years ago in Poland, you're like, man, that was so cool. We should write adventure stories about that. Like, are we going to get QAnon stories like 300 years in the future about like celebrities eating baby blood? And it's going to be like a cool monster that people like. It's mm, a good question. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe with time. Time doles all things. So Yeah. Well, like, um, what's his face from Peep Show? Has this little like rant he goes on about fucking like vikings and pirates it's like oh yeah you know like you always talk about the vikings and it's always like rape and pillage but like when you want to have them on tv show you mostly focusing on the pillaging don't you because that's the fun part right the pillaging is fun the the other part when you think about it not quite as fun (laughs) it's a little little bit fucky Uh, yeah you're like oh yeah they probably were terrible people everybody in the past you cannot find a good person uh in the past <laughs> don't have heroes except for jack kirby <laughs> jack kirby's a fucking man uh and- killed a bunch of nazis created marvel comics great guy that's good all right, all right. I-, I like i like the quote at the end of the, the very final thing yeah the guy's like he's like a vampire is real he's like well one man believed so and he was so afraid of vampires he went to bed every night and he put a couple of cloves of garlic in his mouth to protect him so he wouldn't die from vampires. One day, 
he choked on the garlic and died. <laughs> Damn. Look at like, the story. That's a real story, too. Yeah. It's amazing. That's awesome. I like it. That's a that's kind of cautionary tale right there. Like, yeah, don't be a superstitious nerd. Don't be superstitious because it will bite you, bite you back. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. I'm not superstitious, but I'm I am a little stitious. Everybody's a little stitious. Um, so that was vampires. They don't exist. I think we can say. Yeah. So. So vampires aren't really an ancient thing. It's a culmination of different ancient beliefs over time. Um, possibly they were an owl. <laughs> um, possibly they're an explanation of um, people's phobia and misunderstanding of, of dead people and then responding to the phenomenon of some people not looking de- like decomposed for very long. And also when your skin tightens up when you die, it looks like your fingernails and hair keep growing. Yeah, they mentioned that how like yeah. some forms of decomposition it 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 will make it look like you're still growing and still alive. Yeah, so like that's basically a natural phenomenon that they didn't have an explanation for, so they they linked it to other fears or paranoia they had culturally and kind of, you know, made vampires and then probably used like names and sounds and words and parts of other myths to kind of combine it together until eventually um popular mass media of today Kind of uh, turned it into what we now know as vampires. Mm-hmm. And that's the story of vampires. They're really not that old. They're really not that well thought out. Um, <laughs> but, but we like them because we want to get fucked by vampires, apparently. They were good. They were like a good, um, like, literary villain, like, archetype. Yeah, because they have, um, they have like, a perverse version of chivalry, yeah. right? Yeah. They have a code of contact. Um, if you're, you know, in the Anglo-Saxon world, if you're, if you're in the Christian world, they have this outside of Christianity, but being respectful of Christianity's power thing. So they're like this other world, right? Like they have a cathedral, they understand the power of Christ and stuff, but they're unholy. So like they're both in the world, they accept those premises, but they're, they're perturbed or destroyed by them. Mm-hmm. So like the, the, they're really cool villain because they, they can they can act like a respectable human being with power and privilege, but they're fucking vile and wicked and sexual and wrong. And so I think that they're a good villain in that way when they're in this version, which wasn't always the case for them. You know? Yeah. You should check out fever dream. You ever read, read fever dream? It's a good vampire no. book. I don't read vampire books. Oh, well no, it's like a, it's like a takeoff on vampire books. It's like a, it's almost like a satire in certain ways. It's good. Check it out viewer listener check out they they can check it out (laughs) um so where would you rate this episode buddy i would rate it as i didn't hate it that much like are we rating it and like enjoyability or like we've been doing this this is episode 23 man i know i know i should i should like i should like have this down at a certain point rate it by the scale you have been rating it okay it's just um, how much you liked it overall, you know. You don't have to base it on validity or just kind of enjoyment, science. How how much it was worth talking about, you know. Enjoyment. Oh, I'm actually going to rank it pretty high because I thought it was because okay. I thought I liked the nerdy, uh, embarrassing vampire people. That was kind of funny, um, and the and I do appreciate the archaeology because there was good archaeology in it too. Uh, I'll give it a. People are going to hate me. I'm going to give it an eight. Oh. 
Bro, you lunatic. I know. Because <laughs> I enjoyed it. Like, I, I thought it That's was fine. Fun. It's fine. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. A four. Okay. I, I, I do not like talking to those vampire people. I don't like them. I'm perturbed by them. They annoy me. I had a friend that made me LARP Vampire the Masquerade once, and I didn't want to do it. Oh, but yeah. I did it. I hated it. He made me fight some ash monster, and I tried to kill the ash monster by throwing water at it. And he told me that that made it stronger. And I said, how does that work? And then I got killed by an ash monster. And I had to go to this big gay rave and hide out in the gay rave when I was like undead. And it was terrible. Sounds, that sounds pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I guess <laughs> I, I, I think I liked it just cause it was kind of funny to make fun of, I guess. He's, he's well, that's fine. You can, it, interestingly, it is <laughs> interestingly, it is the lowest rated episode of the entire show. Of the entire show? Of the entire show. Lower than it ghosts? A, yeah. It got a 5.2. Ghost got a 5.6. Oh my God. So there's 68 episodes proper of Monster Quest with a few specials, which aren't listed here. But out of, out of the 68 episodes, it is the lowest rated. I, I would want to see what Doug had to say about that. Like, I feel like this would be the, one of the ones that he does. I did not ask him. Yeah. I did not ask him. Yeah. But yeah. It's just below Gators in the Sewer. So. <laughs> When which is, we haven't got to. When is, yeah, Gators in the Sewers in the future. Some so we point. skipped one episode just for the rankings because it was a Bigfoot episode. Mm-hmm. We are going to have a Ralph the Movie Maker on next episode to talk the Bigfoot one with us. Yeah. So and look forward to that. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, and, that'll uh, be fun. After that, pe- people, is a boneless horror. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the comments we got here? I'm just kidding. Uh, So the number one comment on the YouTube video for Monster Quest Vampires is that the only thing this episode proved is that people are fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. People believe they're vampires. Uh, (laughs) Man. (laughs) One one of them quotes the doctor when she says... um, and she is in every way normal. And the person's like, well, well let's, not, let's not be too hasty here. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, she's like medically normal. <laughs> oh, OK. Let's see here. Stop calling people by their last names. Call them by their first names. OK. It's like Greg Fuck, says. You. Fuck you. How about that, Greg? <laughs> oh, he's person. like, I think he's like a person that's a fan of the that murderer or something. Oh, I don't know. That's. Don't do that. I don't know. I can't tell. Uh, no mention of Colin Robinson in this episode. So I'm very disappointed in that. Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson's the best part of that that show. Colin Robinson. <laughs> My name is Colin Robinson, and I am what's known as a psychic vampire or energy vampire. This is my office, also known as the hunting ground. Hi, Deb. Energy vampires drain people's energy merely by talking Jeez, to them. Actual versus budget year to date? No thanks. You're going to be at that all day. We either bore you with a long conversation. I'm feeling better now. I was a little sick this weekend. Hey, Don. Or we enrage you. In fact, you probably know an energy vampire. We're the most common kind of vampire. 
we are day walkers, not affected by the sun. And we are the only kind of vampire that can drain another vampire's energy. It's very cool. I like the episode where he gets really powerful. He's like walking around. Are, the are, are you caught up? Have you seen the new seasons with the Vampire Nightclub? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces. I see. Like the thing is, I haven't. I I don't have a. Is it for Hulu? Is that Hulu? It's on Hulu. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't have a Hulu account, so I have to watch. Just download it from Pirate Bay, you nerd. Oh, uh, I am. I I am an upstanding. I respect the capitalist uh, system we live in. <laughs> hmm. I will download them for you. Okay, and illegally, I'll check him out because they're they're fun. I like, and and he's he's the he's the guy from uh he's the yo yo guy. <laughs> he is the yo yo guy. I love him, and he's also of course the guy who got his baseball card stolen by Nacho. Yes, he's he's uh Daniel Wormhall. <laughs> he he bought the big fucking uh Hummer or whatever it is that he bought <laughs> with his drug money. Better he... call Saul. <laughs> oh, I was I was at a uh like talking to people. And they mentioned like, oh, you'll be like Kim. And I was like, oh, haha, like Kim Wexler. And they went, no, Kim Kardashian. And I like oh. was like, oh, yeah, I'm, a different, <laughs> I'm in a different world. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Fucking Kardashians. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, cryptid Kardashians. That'd be great. Cryptid, cryptid Kardashians. So, yeah, Trey, I'm glad we got to do another episode. Um if you, if you guys like the show, you can check us out on Patreon and send a message, and we'll be sure to answer your message on the air. And people who are already a Patreon, if you like to send us another message, you're definitely welcome to. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll be talking about the Bigfoot episode next time, and I'll do uh, another story, and hopefully Trey will have another story. And uh, I'll be back from Comic-Con, and, and we'll be living our lives, and I hope everybody lives theirs. And uh, thanks for listening to the show. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Said.